Hello, 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 and welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja. Thank you guys so much for joining me again. I want to wish you guys a happy belated Easter. Happy Easter for all of those out there who celebrate Easter. I enjoy Easter because it's it's a just a really beautiful time to connect with family. Um, I have a rabbit, so... You know, it, it just kind of fits for my family. We got this little bunny that hops around. His name is Spooky Bunny. And we, you know, my, my girls just love looking for the eggs. And so I celebrate Easter with our family. My father-in-law came out from the East Coast. And we just had a really great time connecting with, um, with nature and enjoying all of the bounty of spring. I hope... For those of you out there that didn't celebrate Easter, that have other holidays that you celebrate, I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday. I hope you guys spent some time with family, spent some time out in nature and connected with the land because it's just such a beautiful time right now. And something else I did on Easter was I set up a new shop on my website. That's right, a new shop. The reason I set up a shop is I get a lot of clients who ask me where to buy crystals. They ask me how to do a crystal grid. Where do you buy drums? Where do you get singing bowls? Like so many questions about where I purchase my stuff. So I spent some time. I set up a little shop. I picked some products from some some vendors that I felt they just looked like really high quality products, really well made. Um, and I, I want you guys to be able to like create your own practice and to like make it your own. And if using some of the tools that have helped me like tarot cards and Oracle cards and, you know, crystals and singing bowls and drums, if that stuff helps you in your practice, I want to make it easily accessible. So I now have my shop. It's open for business. So if you guys are interested in checking out the wares in my shop, go ahead and check my website, www.rainbowraja.love slash shop. And just take a look at what I got in there. Um, I tried to make things accessible, but also have high quality items. And I, I made sure that I provided really good prices on everything. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy and you take a look at what I've got. Now on to today's topic. Today we're talking about false signs. We're talking about those false prophets and snake oil salesmen, right? There's a lot to go over, so let's just jump right in. We've been talking about the conscious universe this month. What's the conscious universe, you ask? Well, it's the theory that we are in co-creation with the world around us and that we can manifest, create, and destroy based on our intentions and attention. The conscious universe can be a tool for self-care and reflection when we begin the act of call and response. We ask for a sign. We stay open-minded to the sign over the next few days or weeks. We ask for opportunities or solutions to problems we have, and we give the universe time to deliver. Now, the biggest concern 
is that when we get signs that we didn't ask for, or maybe, maybe when the signs that we received, we just don't understand. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe I'm just projecting what I want the universe to say or give me. Hey, what, what if that psychic told me that I'm actually cursed? What if that guy said that I need this special potion or I'll never find love? Oh, my Instagram just recommended a product for me. And I was, I was just talking about it just yesterday. I'm going to buy it because it's a sign. No. No, 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 no. Those are not signs, you guys. Let's just make this clear. Those are false signs. There are people who know that spirituality is subjective and can leave many of its patrons, many of its practitioners, many of its followers very vulnerable to manipulation. Now, how many of you have been fished by someone on Instagram or Facebook telling you that they're going to give you a free reading? And then they go on to tell you that you're cursed or that you need to pay them lots of money in order to, to, to get the healing that you need. Yeah, those are all scams, you guys. All of those. That's using your open-mindedness as a weakness. And it's up to you, only you, to use discernment and protect yourself. No one can protect you from yourself but you. Okay? Now, we went over some things. We went over, you know, how how maybe it's all in your head. Well, how do you know if a sign is fake? We talked last week about setting parameters. We talked about setting these limits to our guides, to our animal totems, to even just the the conscious universe, the one that's listening. What are your expectations? What symbol can you send me? What is your time limit? Request the response from a specific source and and make sure that your response is coming in as a sign that that they heard you. Like if I am praying to Ganesh for abundance, my sign should come in from an elephant or as an elephant. Maybe I see a sticker on the back of a car with an elephant with a pot of gold. Something ridiculous like that can, it just can't be coincidence. You know what I mean? You know, I see that sticker right after I get four grand deposited in my bank account. That would, that would, that would be it. That would be the one, right? So that is what we're talking about. We're talking about setting parameters. We're setting boundaries. We're telling the universe what we expect out of it. We're telling our guides, listen, I am using discernment. I'm being cautious, which they're going to appreciate. Trust me. And I want to be able to do what I need to do. I want to be able to manifest what I need to manifest. And sometimes they're going to send you signs like, wait. That's okay too. But don't overlook those signs. Those aren't false signs. Now, you might get, you know, 
signs from social media, and we're going to talk about that later. But for now, ignore those. Ignore those. That's not what you're looking for. We're looking for, you know, you're driving down the freeway and you see a sign. You're driving, you're listening to the radio, not, not listening to Spotify, you're listening to the radio, and suddenly an ad comes on for whatever after you ask the universe for a sign, and the ad corresponds with the same phrasing as what you asked the universe for, or whatever. The point is, is that you will see a correlation. There will be like messages, there will be like symbology and it will fall within your parameters. That is how you know you have a legitimate sign. That it's a, a sign that you requested, right? That it's not fake. That is what you need. That it is not fake. Now, another thing I talked about was that maybe, maybe you, you go to a psychic or a healer and they give you information. That information, you know, maybe in the moment it felt a little off, but then you go and you start thinking about it and just starts to feel more and more right and you pay that person more and more money. Now, snake oil salesmen have been around since the dawn of time. Con artists, uh, I mean, they, they like the game. There's a game that they play. It's can I fool them? You know, it's kind of like that is it cake show, but on a much larger scale with a lot of money involved, right? It's, it's an adrenaline rush for them to trick people. And some snake oil salespeople actually believe the lies they sell. They were, you know, trained. Maybe it's a big business that has a bunch of employees that they trained with a script, with a certain, you know, a certain script of responses. And that is what they are feeding to you when you go show up to their booth, when they message you on Instagram, when you go to their store, when whatever. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you how many times I have been to a convention where somebody is telling me that this bracelet is going to heal all my ailments and it's going to protect me from all the electronic whatever in the in the world. Um, and I've bought into it and I spent my 100 plus dollars on the bracelet or the necklace and then I go home and I use it and I don't feel any different. I wore it for months and I was like, Psh, I got sold. I got tricked right? Conventions are a prime place where people can sell their junk, right? Um, they want to sell you stuff. Even people who are new on the scene, even healers who are brand new, they just took their one two-day workshop and they're ready to go and start healing people. No, 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 no. That's super unethical. Um, so be aware, right? Other uh, spiritual groups that you might join. There's going to be some people in those groups that are going to be like, hey, I saw your energy field. It looks like you have a block here and a block here. I'd like to give you a free healing, a free reading. Please DM me. Don't DM them, you guys. Don't DM them. 
If they want to give you a free healing, I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's that's just that's just a little suspicious to me because I was taught from the the education that I got as a massage therapist, as a Reiki practitioner, even as a shaman, that there's always an energy exchange needed. That means that if somebody gives you something for free, then you suddenly owe them something or they're going to scam you, one or the other. They're going to get information from you that they can use for identity theft or whatever, right? So look out at conventions, spiritual groups. That's in person too. That's in person too. Be careful about what commitments you make. Be aware of the intentions of the people you're connecting with, right? Online communities, so those groups online. Don't DM people who say DM me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's one thing to be like, hey, we have common interests. DM me. Then you can go talk to them. But don't DM somebody if they're like, I will give you a auric reading unless there's like a specific post. And there's people responding like, hey, I love my auric rating. Thanks so much. Right? Um, I would only give away free services if I was if I was testing a new service. And I would only give out a limited amount. I wouldn't just offer a bunch of you know free services. That's so much energy. If I need to test on clients, hey, is this going to be well-received by the public? I'm not going to be posting a big post in a in a group. I'm just not going to do that. I might post something like, hey, um, I have a new service. I would like to test it on some people. I have five slots open. Okay. If you're interested, please DM me. Um, donations are appreciated, right? The first five people that message me, they'll get it, right? But I'm not going to be giving out free healings and free stuff, even if I'm new on the scene. That's just irresponsible. <laughs> and that would overwhelm me and burn me out. So not doing that. Spiritual practitioners and healers. We all, you know, I'm a healer. I'm a spiritual practitioner. I have such great intentions. But I can tell you, I have met some who they just have too much baggage going on in their life and they don't know how to separate their life from their practice. They start projecting their own problems, their own perceptions of the, you know, of your situation without any background in, you know, coaching or counseling. And they start getting involved in your personal life and they start kind of giving their opinions about things that you're doing in your life. That's called transference. Transference happens in, you know, massage sessions when you start to tell your therapist about your personal life and then your, you know, therapist suddenly has an opinion about your personal life. That, sh that shouldn't happen. You know, they, they can make you laugh. They might like, you know, maybe maybe have some commentary but they're not going to have opinions. They're not going to deter you. They're not going to sway you. They're not going to judge you. It should be a safe space. And healers should have ethics. They should have certain ethical laws that they're abiding by. 
I know that this is an unregulated field. For those of you out there who don't know that, the healing field is unregulated. Yes, you can go to a weekend course and get certified. Does that mean the healer that taught that course actually knows what they're doing? No. Does that mean that healer that taught that course is even doing the modality they claim they're doing? No. No, I have been to courses that I paid money for. I showed up and I was like, they're not teaching what they said they were teaching. And they just wanted the money. They just wanted the bank. Get enough people signed up, you're making a lot of money. And the truth is that the healers of this world are desperate to make ends meet. They're so desperate to make enough money to be considered successful, to be considered, you know, like minimum wage or even just like, you know, just just making middle class income. And so they'll cut corners. They won't work by ethical standards. I'm not saying everyone. And I'm not even saying half or a majority. I'm I'm saying there is a small selection of people who might cut corners that might be unethical in their practice, that might not even be doing Reiki, that might not even be doing these energy modalities they're saying they are doing because they didn't do the research into their teachers. They don't know what their lineage is. Their Reiki, you know, just came from somebody and they just were... They just wanted to learn and it was the cheapest course they could find. And so they, they hopped on board. I took Reiki. It was not a weekend class. In fact, I didn't even move on to Reiki 2 for over six months because I hadn't mastered the, the principles of Reiki 1. I, I worked really hard. And I didn't work on clients for a whole year. So... For me, there, was an, there were steps that I had to take to have an ethical practice. I'm insured. I'm licensed. I, I mean, I know that this field is unregulated, but do your research into your healers. Don't let someone into your energy field if you don't know what they're doing. So I'm going to give you guys some signs to know if a spiritual practitioner, a healer, etc. Even a snake's oil salesman, if a salesperson is is false, if if they're manipulating you or maybe they don't even know that what they're offering isn't going to be for your best interest, okay? So this is super important because I think discernment is one of the foundational uh, tools that our society needs, like individuals. I'm teaching my kids discernment because I sure as heck didn't have it. I was sheltered and I got hurt bad growing up. I was put in a lot of very dangerous situations because I didn't have discernment. And so I'm teaching my children discernment. I talk to my clients about learning discernment, learning boundaries. So these are some signs that might let you know that the people you're dealing with maybe aren't, aren't genuine. Maybe they don't have enough experience to do what they're telling you they are planning on doing. Right? 
So you should always ask what their experience is, like how many years experience, how, where did you get your training? If they're not trained, which is common in the healing field, right? Ask them how they got into this. Like, how did you discover your abilities? What's your origin story? Every healer will have an origin story. And if they're like, oh yeah, so I was doing this normal thing and then suddenly it wasn't working for me, so I went and took a course. Like, that's that's not that's not a good enough story for me. Maybe it is for you, but for me, that's a red flag. That's like their career wasn't working out, so they decided to do something else and it wasn't even something they were like already experiencing. They weren't experiencing energy work before that. They weren't experiencing you know, uh, any, any of that. They just kind of jumped into it. And it's okay to just jump into things, but give it some time to develop, right? Ask them what their motivation is. Ask them why they do what they do. Like, what inspires them to wake up and to want to do the healing work that they do? Is this something that they invest their own money into for themselves? Do they go and see a shaman? Do they go and get tarot readings? Do they go and see psychics? If they're not investing in the same stuff, maybe it's more of like they enjoy doing it for other people. But do they express that? Is that something they can articulate? Another thing is, can they explain the mechanics of what they do? Can they actually tell you what they're doing? An energy healer right? So you go to someone, they're like, I'm an energy healer. Okay, what type of energy healing do you do? I do energy healing. Like, it's just that. Okay, so how does it work? Well, I ask the universe to heal you. Well, why would I need a healer for that? I can just ask the universe to heal me. You know, it's it's more complicated than that. When someone comes to me and they say, well, Reiki, it's this invisible energy, like, explain this to me. How do I heal from this? Well, Reiki is received from the universe. We absorb it through our skin. It's a frequency. And I just amplify it out. I'm like a speaker, right? Now, it comes in waves. It's kind of like the sun. It's warm. Where does it come from? Well, it's a frequency, I'm like a radio. I have to tune into this frequency. I absorb this frequency and then I amplify it into my space and I can direct it into certain areas. So I can turn on my left and my right hand like left and right speakers, right? Now, how does all of that work? Through practice. I had to learn to ground my energy. I had to ground out other people's energy. I had to learn to control my aura so that other people couldn't tamper with my auric field. I had to learn how to balance my own chakras. I had to learn to center my energy in the middle of my body so it wasn't floating to the left, to the right, up or down. I had to learn to tune into this frequency, how to bring it into my body, how to breathe it through my body, how to expel it through the pores of my body. It feels a lot like I'm a plant doing photosynthesis. It is something you have to experience in order to understand. 
So if you're interested, I can give you a, you know, free 10 minute, you know, sample, that kind of thing. I do my best to explain the unexplainable. And if you don't know how to explain your own modality, sit down and think of how you would explain it to a child. How would you articulate this to, the, to a child so that they could understand? If you can't explain what you do in a way that allows people to understand like what you're doing to them, then you're not providing a safe space. You know, as a shaman, I go into a trance. I go to the place where I meet with my spirit guides. It's like a spiritual home. It's like a little a little place I go. Um, I created it myself. It's my spiritual home. So it's like a tree and a field of flowers and stuff. So I go there and I call my spirit guides and they come and meet with me. And I can see them in my mind's eye. And I have developed that. At first, I didn't see them at all. I could feel them. I had a sense for them. But it has developed into a seeing, into a hearing. I commune with them. I talk to them. And when I'm in a session with a client, we have a discussion, me and the guides, and their guides, and their ancestors. We all figure out what the best plan of action is for the client. And then I come back and I talk to the client about what's going on. Now, do I understand the mechanics of this etheric field? Not necessarily, but I can tell you the process I got to get there. And I can teach you how to get there yourself. Can everybody do that? You know, can the person you're going to do that? Okay, so hopefully you understand that they need to be able to explain what they're doing to you. And it can't just be something vague, right? They have to have an understanding of the mechanics behind what they're doing. Do they have cred- credentials? Are they insured? What, what kind of training do they have, if any at all? Who were their mentors? Can they prove that what you're going to be doing is safe? right? So if you're about to take a supplement, is there proof that it's safe for you? I went to a convention and there was this like silver water stuff that, that was being sold there. And it sounded super cool. All the benefits sounded great. I pulled out my phone and I looked it up. I said, this sounds way too good to be true. There's no negative stuff, but it's not FDA approved. And it seems like this this could be dangerous because this water stuff looks really sketchy. So I looked it up. Yeah, sure, there's some positives. But also, people can die from it. There's poisoning happening. So I decided not to buy that because I did some research. And oh my gosh, people have died. I don't want to die. I don't want to poison myself. I'm not stupid. (laughs) So be careful. Make sure that you're checking the proof of safety. Don't take someone's word for it. Look into it. Do they want information about you before the sale? Are they asking you personal questions? Are they asking about, I don't know, your dead mother or somebody died recently, right? Don't, Don't give them anything. Keep a deadpan look. I don't know. Did they? Did somebody die recently? Can you tell me? 
I would love to know. Please inform me. You know, test them. If they're psychic and somebody died recently and you know somebody has died recently, they can get the information if if they have developed their skill enough. Now, if they're only getting little tidbits of information, sure, they can still be a great reader. But if they're going to be divulging information in order to make a sale, they better be good. They better know what they're doing. They better be able to get that information and give it to you to secure a sale for themselves. They can't just be grasping at straws. Make them work for your money. Don't just start giving away, you know, give yourself a good poker face. Don't give away that that they're onto something. Don't answer those personal questions. Just don't do it. Especially online. If somebody reaches out to you online, don't answer those personal questions, you guys. Because they can, like, literally steal your identity. Okay? Oh, uh, astrology reading. Great. What's your birth date? Ha ha ha. Right? Like, they can sign into some stuff knowing your birth date and your email and your phone number. These are things that they can steal your identity knowing your name, your birth date, your phone number, your email. Why don't you just give them your social security card and your bank statement while you're at it? Like, be smart, you guys. Be smart. Okay. (laughs) Um, Are they pulling at your heartstrings? Are they using your emotions against you? Like, you should be able to tell if somebody is kind of putting on the waterworks or if they're like, oh, yeah, I can really feel, you know, I, I've actually approached clients where I'm like, oh, my goodness, there is so, you have so much heaviness around you. Like, would, would you like to not have that anymore? And if they say, no, I don't bug them anymore. But if somebody's like, oh, my gosh, there's just so much darkness around you. You're so there's oh, my gosh, you've got entities. Oh, I'm going to I can get rid of those for you. But it's it's going to cost. It's going to cost a lot. And, you know, oh, my goodness, look at that curse. I can see that curse coming right out of your back. Oh, you're never going to get rid of that unless you work with me. Right. Or maybe, oh, my goodness, I see that you have a dead mother. If you're an older person, you most people have a dead mother <laughs> once you get to a certain age, right? So just be careful. Notice the hustle. There's always a hustle, you guys. Notice the hustle. And I can tell you, I'm a hustler. In case you guys haven't noticed, I started the show with a hustle a little bit. You know, like, it's, it's a humble hustle. I'm a humble hustler. I... I need to let you guys know that I have a shop because I haven't announced it anywhere else. And I told you guys about my shop. If I really wanted to get you guys hooked in, I would like, I don't, I don't know. I would be like, you need this in order to do whatever with your life. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you guys I have a shop and I'm going to tell you guys that I do these services and I would love to work with you and all of that. But I'm not going to hustle you to the point where you feel pressured into getting a session with me. I'm not going to make you feel uncomfortable. All right? So be careful. If you feel trapped, if you feel uncomfortable, leave. Say no. Tell them to F off. 
because that is your right to refuse services of people you don't feel comfortable working with. All right, don't let anybody in your energy field that doesn't deserve to go in there. They can have a negative impact on your energy field if they don't know what they're doing. Also, they can take advantage of you, take your money, and then at the end of a session, manipulate you into booking another session because suddenly you have more problems now than when you came in. If you ever go into a session with more and you leave with more problems than when you came in with, no, that is a huge red flag. Never go to that person again. You can even ask for a refund. I mean, I would. Give it a try. I am dissatisfied with the service. I came in with this goal. You didn't work on this goal. In fact, you perpetuated more problems. And I feel like I've been taken advantage of. Please give me a refund. Oh, you won't give me a refund? Okay, well, I'm going to write a Yelp review about my experience. Yeah, a little manipulation in there, but it's it's also your right to write a bad review if you had a bad experience and they're not willing to give you a refund. So know that that's something you can do um, and they, they can't really do anything about it. Now, keep in mind that just because someone is doing this stuff, that doesn't make them a bad person. And in a lot of cases, these healers, these readers, they don't even know that they're doing it. I'm sure that I've been guilty of this when I have stressful stuff going on in my life. Or, you know, I'm sure I've been guilty of this when a client has something that I've been through and they bring it to me and they share this information with me and I feel like I can give them good guidance or whatever and maybe I overstepped my boundaries That's super unethical, and I apologize to anybody if I ever did that, but I'm really self-aware. I work really, really hard to stay within my ethical rights, and anybody who wants to help people, they should always be looking at their client's best interests. And if a tarot reader or a psychic is working with you, or even a shaman or a life coach, and you go into a session And they tell you what you want to hear. That they're catering their responses with vague details. Giving you all this fluff about twin flames or love and success and abundance. That you have all this, right? Yeah, but also they should be able to give you the truth. Tell you where you're failing in making your life the best life that you, you know, they should be able to be subjective and be like, hey, look, you're doing great. You're an amazing person. And you have made huge leaps and bounds according to the life story you've shared with me. But you need to take these steps to make your life better because these are your goals. This is where you want to be. You need to take step A, step B, step C in order to get your dreams And harness your full capabilities. You can't do that if you don't take these steps. And you're just fooling yourself when you say, I don't need to take these steps. You're just, you're just putting yourself on a, on a rat wheel going in circles. If you don't take these steps, 
so I can help you get there, right? That's what you want to look for. If it hurts your feelings, that's okay. Then then they actually care about your well-being. Now, if they're insulting you and telling you that you're dumb or that you're bad or that things that you're doing are not, not legitimate beliefs or whatever, yeah, nix that. That's not healthy. That's toxic. And that's somebody projecting their own beliefs onto you. But if somebody's like, hey, these are my beliefs, take them or leave them. I don't know what your beliefs are, but I want to work with your belief system. So here are some things that we can do to work together. Let me know where you fall on this belief system, you know, path. Does this resonate with you? Okay, so here's some steps we can take, you know. Oh, here are some deficits in your, in your life that you can improve on. None of that is something that's attacking you. That's like, that's like constructive criticism. That's the only way we can grow is when somebody notices something about us that isn't working for us even, you know? So make sure that when you're going to healers or life coaches, tarot readers, that they're telling you what they're actually seeing. They're not just sugarcoating things. They're not telling you what you want to hear. Because they're doing you a huge disservice when they do that. They're doing themselves a disservice because they're not being authentic. They're not being honest about what they see in the cards, what they are observing from you, what they're receiving from the, from the guides, even if it's something controversial, even if it's something that they're worried about telling you. I've had that happen in sessions where... My guides will be like, you need to tell this person this. I'm like, no, no, that is not that. No, I'm not doing that. And I'll find a way to like ease into it or I'll find a way to like ask my client, hey, one of your guides had some information. Are you interested in hearing it? You know, I feel a little taken aback by this information. I just wanted to get your permission before moving forward. That's the kind of stuff you want. You want your healer, your reader, asking permission to move forward with information that might be sensitive, right? So be wary of those types of people, especially online readers. I have noticed readers on you know, YouTube and stuff that are just given the fluff just to get more sales. They go into this whole twin flame thing. They're like, they'll leave you on a cliffhanger. They'll leave you on a cliffhanger. And the truth is they were BSing for an entire hour and then they want your money. So just be careful. Use discernment, okay? Use discernment. Know that you deserve to be treated with respect. You deserve to be given the truth. And that's from these people, the salespeople, that's from your healers, that's from your life coaches, but also from your friends, family, partners, potential love interests, from your work associates. And if anybody is coaching you in the opposite way or telling you that you, you need to just put up with somebody's whatever, and that's what their tarot reading says, no, 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 no. Use your discernment. You deserve respect. Don't invest energy in 
in a reading that's hot and cold. Don't invest energy in a healer that's hot and cold. Don't invest energy in people who manipulate your emotions for their gain. That's not ethical. That's not helpful. Those are false healers, false readers. This may be controversial. And if you're out there and you're like, oh my gosh, maybe I did that. I can tell you, you're not alone. I, I, I have had situations where I was like, oh my gosh, I totally, I just messed up that whole session because I did this one thing. I held my tongue when I should have told them this. Or, oh my gosh, I have this personal stuff going on in my life. I just projected a little bit onto that person. It's, it happens. We're human. But it's important that we recognize that we made that mistake, that we come out to our client. You know what? Just ignore what I just said. I am so sorry. I projected a little bit from some trauma that I have. My ex used to do that. what you were just telling me. I just projected. You know what? Let's go back a, a little bit. Let's go back and let's look at some other alternatives, right? Whatever the case may be, discernment. Because false signs, false symbols, false readers, false prophets, false healers, false shamans are out there. We're human. And the people who have their heart in this will always be doing their best. People are people. We have bad days. We might lose our temper sometimes. We might get upset. Maybe we just had a breakup and we're showing up to this healing because we want to help people, but we are not in an emotional place. You should not go into a session if you just had a breakup or if you're in an emotionally bad place. Cancel your session. Tell them you're sick. But the point is, there's people out there who go to the session anyway. If you feel like your healer is in a bad place, just reschedule for another day. That's what I, I recommend you reschedule and just tell them you're not comfortable working with them when they're not in the best headspace. When they're sick, they're not able to perform at their best. So I have left media signs for last. All right. We've talked about how to know if you're, if you're making up the symbols, right? We've talked about snake oil salespeople and, you know, manipulative psychic healers and such. And the very last one is signs from media, whether it be television, the news, from uh, Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or Facebook. I left this one for last because this is an iffy category. This is an iffy situation. This is a perspective-based system. Yes, our phone tracks our sites. And sometimes it even picks up keywords that we say during conversations to optimize search results and help with ad matching. This is in your phone settings and you can turn it off under privacy and web security in case you were wondering. Personally, I enjoy having small businesses I would otherwise never find be recommended to me. My partner is a web engineer, a web developer, and he works for a big company that uses these types of systems. 
He's looked into the code. He wanted to prove that there was this big conspiracy about it, our information and it being used against us. And they don't use your information. They don't log it. It stays on your phone. Your identity stays anonymous because your information is encrypted. And a lot of times it's just your cookies. It's just these websites reading your cookie history, your web history, and that stays on your phone. And if you delete it, there won't be any ad history. And you'll notice that you'll just get random ads come up after you delete your cookies and your web history. These systems were put in place by social media companies like Facebook, Etsy, Google, Amazon, etc., to help businesses be found and help get more customers to these small businesses. Because unfortunately, in our world, small businesses do not thrive by word of mouth or local sales anymore. This was their effort to support small businesses. And I support these systems that they created. Plus, sometimes I find some really neat websites and neat sellers and neat creators because of the recommendations I'm given. I've even found some guests because of, because of these systems put in place. However, I do not ever consider posts or ads or anything I find on the internet or YouTube as a sign. There is code behind everything online. These code programs are trying to predict our habits. So we don't have to work as hard. So it will also predict what we want to see and what we normally respond to. And I still enjoy watching healing TikToks. And I still love coming across recommended tarot readings on YouTube. And I love when something is recommended to me. And it was something I just talked about the other day that I was really struggling to find on Amazon. And a small business has it. And it's relatively reasonably priced. But I take everything that I see on my phone, see on the computer, see on the television with a grain of salt because I have an understanding of how that works and why that system was put into place. So once again, use discernment and have understanding of how these things work. And if you want to set the intention that your phone and your media is going to give you signs and symbols, that can be a parameter you set with your guides with the universe. But make sure you're specific about that and that you are, you know, turning to your media for that. So that was my, my episode on discernment when it comes to signs, symbols, healers, um, and being really weary of who you get your information from and all of that. Um, I do want to throw in something at the very end here. There has been quite a lot of healers out there and a lot of information on false spirit guides. So there's this belief that you can end up channeling false spirit guides. 
In my personal belief system as a shaman, I believe that all things have spirit. And I believe that with our intention, we call said spiritual frequencies to us to inter you know, interact with us and to um, help us with manifesting our goals and our wishes. If you're not specific, you can call something not so helpful to help you. And it'll help. It'll help with your intention. It'll totally be on board. But it'll come at a cost. But that just comes with learning how to utilize your, your intentions, your requests, learning how to hone that. You can always dissolve a contract with a spirit. You can always sever a connection with a spirit. Anybody who tells you you can't is, <laughs> they're just foolish. It, take, it sometimes can take effort if it's a stronger spirit or a stronger entity of some sort. But we have physical bodies. We have our voices. And if you feel no fear and you are exuding confidence and control and you are telling them they're not welcome, they need to leave, they need to get out of here, that you recognize that they are false, that you do not want to work with them anymore, that you no longer want their help, that you dissolve all contract agreements, that this was not what you signed up for, they have to go. Call in angels, call in guides, specifics, you guys, specifics. It's all about the parameters that you are setting when you work with your guides. All about the parameters, about those signs that you want to receive from the universe. Having an understanding that our intention and the vagueness of our intention will give us results. If you're too vague, the quality of your result will not be guaranteed. All right. So make sure that you know who you're asking help from. Even if you hold that intention in your heart, feel it so strong in your body. That is the truth right there. That is how you can ensure that you're going to get what you want. It's not about how you word things. It's not even about how you, you know, how, what you're asking for, the specific symbols and whatnot. It's what you feel in your body, what you envision in your mind, and what you know in your heart you will receive. Visualize what you want to receive and who you want to receive it from. Have that as a tangible sensation in your body and you will not fail or falter in receiving the messages you need. But it comes with confidence. It is when we stop trusting in our own ability to connect that we lose the ability to connect. You have to have belief in yourself before you believe in anything else. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your ability. You have to learn that discernment. You have to know that you will know when something's not right. Trust yourself. Trust your body. Trust the sensations your body gives you to know when something is off. So that's, that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Please let me know if you guys like this episode. I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any stories about times you got swindled by a snake oil salesman or times that you received a false sign 
or maybe you just want to add something that I forgot. Maybe I completely forgot something today or maybe I'm totally wrong on something. Reach out to me on Instagram. Reach out to me on my website. I would love to hear from you guys. I want I want to know what you guys think of the content. If you're enjoying these little talks that I go on, I really appreciate you guys tuning in every single week. I love when you guys book sessions with me. I love when you guys reach out and say, I love the show. I love when you leave those reviews. But for the most part, I just want you guys at home, trying this stuff out, applying it to your life, and seeing if it helps you. And if it does, I'm doing my job. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, genuinely, I'm sorry. But I hope that what I'm doing is supporting you. I know that it's, it's helping some of you out there. So thank you guys so much for doing the work, for, for supporting yourself and your dreams, believing in yourself and your dreams, and working hard to make yourself stronger in self-care and taking, taking the next step in your business, the next step in your love life, the next step in being a good parent, whatever it is. Because really, that's what this world is about. It's about improving. It's about ascending. It's about just growing spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, just evolving. So thank you guys for tuning in and dedicating that time, that energy back into yourself. I love you guys so, so much. I'm so proud of everything you're doing in your life to elevate yourselves and it is such a blessing to be able to ascend together with all of you i hope you guys have a wonderful day Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon, get some stickers, custom tarot cards, check out the merch, the merch. You know you want to go connect with Rainbow Raja, maybe even get a session, who knows. Your support helps make this show possible, and she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja.
your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension.